Thank you very much, Jesus, for this invitation to come to you. Thank you for being our stronghold, our salvation, our refuge, our home. And so in this time of prayer, help us to allow you to be the one speaking to us so that truly, as we go through this journey of life, we can be firm in our faith and to walk on without fear. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, it's now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, good evening to everybody. 
And for those who have been joining us, you know, for the past few School of the Word, welcome back after three weeks of break from School of the Word, SOW. You know? Tonight, we are starting, as uh, Letty said, we are starting on a new series entitled Do Not Be Afraid. And before I continue, I think some of you might be thinking, no, who is this? Because maybe some of you might not, the new ones no, among us no, might not know who I am. I am Sister Sandra Xiao, I'm one of the Vervum Day missionaries. Okay, and yeah, and I'm part of the team no, that Letty mentioned, no, the team to who I'm tonight, no, I'm the one breaking the word you know, to all of you. Yeah. So as we're saying, the theme for tonight is do not be afraid. Now, why do we have these six weeks of series, no? Do not be afraid. Why? Because many times we are afraid. <laughs> we are afraid. And fear is part of life. We are afraid of many things. And perhaps you know, this time as we start tonight's prayer, we can ask honestly you know, in front of God, in front of Jesus, we can ask ourselves, what is my deepest fear? Right now, at this point of your life, this point of my life, you know, we can face you know, our internal fear you know, and ask Jesus, you know, <laughs> what is it? You know? What is my concrete fear right now? Living in a COVID-ridden world, the tendency to be afraid increases as we face uncertainty and unpredictability. More than a year has passed and we are still not able to comprehend what is really happening. Why is this all happening? How did it all begin? Is there a way forward? And what is going forward will be like? Life in all ways we have known it has changed. Whether we like it or not, it has changed. Mask wearing now is a norm. No, seriously, no, seriously, just think for a while. No? Who would have thought that there would be a time that stepping out into the street, going into the bus and heading to the mall without a mask will be abnormal? Who would have thought that we will attend one day mass online? No, and, and nowadays we have online, virtual learning, everything is going virtual, even virtual shopping. No? And I, I guess we must be grateful that the pandemic situation here in Singapore is under control. But every day, we are still receiving news of this virus causing havoc and destruction across the globe. We don't need to look far as we see our neighboring countries still struggling with the COVID-19 crisis. Be it facing this global pandemic or any other personal struggles that we might have, such as a personal illness or an illness of a loved one, financial crisis, broken relationship, being passed over for a promotion, family problem. The common feeling is fear. The fear of being alone. The fear of being a failure. The fear of being left out. The fear of loss. Being afraid produces in us a sense of hopelessness that triggers hopeless thoughts. For those among us who have experienced this, we know 
we know that it is not a good place to feel stuck in. Therefore, tonight and in the following weeks, we are invited to allow God to speak to us and allow Him to be with us in our fears. In the experience of fear, it can be a chance for an encounter with Him, an opportunity for our faith to be strengthened. Tonight, we'll be focusing on a character in the Old Testament who struggled deeply with his fear. And this person is Prophet Elijah. And the passage that we will pray with later our flesh at the end of this input, this passage is in 1 Kings 19. Now, a quick background to understand and appreciate more this passage. Prophet Elijah lived under the reign of King Ahab and his wife Jezebel. Now, Jezebel is a very drama story, dramatic story, you know? so like those Korean drama. You know? Jezebel was not a Jew. And she led her husband, the king, and Israel, the whole country, to worship her foreign idols and even manipulated her husband to use his power to kill all God's prophets. Elijah then challenged Ahab to a challenge, you know, a contest on Mount Carmel to see whose God would make a fire to descend onto the sacrifice on the altar. The God of Israel or the God of Jezebel? So the prophets you know, who worship the foreign god, you know, the, the prophets of Jezebel, you know, they came, they gathered, they spent the whole day you know, on the mountain you know, calling, calling on their gods you know, to send down fire on the sacrifice. But nothing happened. Then Elijah went up the mountain, placed his sacrifice you know, on the altar and immediately, boom, bam, bam, God sent fire and consumed it, consumed the sacrifice. And so thus Elijah was the victor. He then killed, well, this Old Testament story, eh? he then killed all the false prophets working for Jezebel. So this leads us to our passage tonight. When Jezebel heard the news that Elijah had killed all her prophets, she threatened him with death in the next 24 hours. What happened? Elijah was afraid and ran far away from Jezebel. Now, I will read aloud verses 3 to 8. Okay, it's, it's a key part you know, of tonight's prayer, the passage. No? It says, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He took his servant and went to Bathsheba in Judah. Elijah walked a whole day into the wilderness, the desert. He stopped and sat down in the shade of a tree and wished he could die. It's too much, Lord, he said. He prayed, take away my life. I might as well be dead. He lay down under the tree and fell asleep. Suddenly, an angel touched him and said, wake up and eat. He looked around and saw a loaf of bread and a jar of water near his head. He ate and drank and lay down again. The Lord's angel returned and woke him up a second time saying, get up and eat. 
or the journey will be too much for you. Elijah got up, ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to walk 40 days to Sinai, the holy mountain. End of the passage. No? Now, in one moment, the prophet of God, Elijah, was so courageous, no? full of faith in God, and challenged Ahab, Jezebel, and the false prophets to see whose God was powerful. And Elijah won. The next moment, he was afraid and had to run away to save his life. And let us pause for a moment no, here. Isn't this our story too? We too have moments when we find that our faith is strong and it gives us the courage to face the storms that come our way. But we also have moments when we look at the uncertainties and we feel overwhelmed with fear instead of faith and we give in to despair. In the passage that I just read aloud, we can see that Elijah's fear was so overwhelming that he lost hope and he was depressed. In fact, Elijah displayed signs of depression. First, he isolated himself from his servant. Second, he wished that he could just die. Imagine his prayer to God was, take away my life, I might as well be dead. He had no energy, another sign, and he found an escape by sleeping. The prophet had <clears throat> lost hope, but God still had hope in him. The passage states that the Lord's angel came to Elijah. Now, in Hebrew, angel, it simply means messenger. The Bible uses angel, messenger, to speak of God's presence. Here, God came to Elijah not to scold him for feeling afraid, for losing hope, for losing faith. Rather, Elijah was told twice, wake up and eat. And later on in the passage, again, get up and eat or the journey will be too much for you. How gentle, how tender God was with Elijah and with each one of us. Sometimes we think that it is not okay to be afraid. That it is not okay to be frustrated with life because we need to appear strong and always in control. But as we look at the encounter with God and Elijah, we are assured that it is okay to be afraid. It is okay to feel frustrated, despair. It is okay to be uncertain and lost. Because in these moments, God comes to us. And often, he sends his angels, his messengers, who are the people around us. Be it a friend, a family member, someone in our faith community, to encourage us, to comfort us, to remind us once again to get up, to inhale faith and exhale fear. 
There's this spiritual writer, Henry Newman. He wrote this, huh? and I'm going to read. Later, I'll flash the quote also. Okay? He said, When I trust deeply that today, God is truly with me and holds me safe in his divine embrace, guiding every step, I can let go of my anxious need to know how tomorrow will look or what will happen next month or next year. I can be fully where I am and pay attention to the many signs of God's love within me and around me. Isn't this true what Henry Newman says? We can let go of our anxious need to know what's next. The fear of not knowing. We can let go. When we open ourselves to trust that God is with us today. It is a call, it is a call to live fully in the present moment and to look at the many signs of God's love within us and around us. And God keeps sending his angels to feed us in times of disappointments and need. Today and each day, God's love continues to call out to us, get up and eat, or the journey will be too much for you. Perhaps tonight we can just pause at this line. It's a very beautiful line. Get up and eat, or the journey will be too much for you. Elijah in the passage was fed with a loaf of bread and a jar of water. God gave these to him as strength for the long journey ahead. And God continues to nourish and feed us with his word, his scripture, like what we are doing tonight. God is actually nourishing us with his word. He also feeds us through the Eucharist, his self-giving in that piece of bread. He nourishes us through the encouragement, companionship, and prayers of people whom he sends as his instruments to guide our steps. God always provides strength for the journey. This is our assurance. He always provides strength for the journey. In the passage in verse 8, it says, Elijah got up, ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to walk 40 days to the mountain. Elijah listened and he obeyed. Because he obeyed and ate what God gave him, he was given physical nourishment to walk for 40 days, as well as internal energy of hope to keep him moving forward, one step, one step, one step every day. Likewise, we too must get up and eat and be daily nourished so that we can walk on in this journey of life. Now, we would think that Elijah, you know, with the food and the jar of water, you know, he'll be recovered from eating and drinking what God gave to him. However, as we read the passage, we see that this prophet, even after eating the food that God gave him, he was still scared and sad because the problem 
was still there. Jezebel was still there. Remember Jezebel? Jezebel was still there. She wanted to kill him. She wanted to get rid of him. So the problem for Elijah was still there. But we also see the patient love of God towards Elijah. For us, we need to realize there is no quick fix to our problems. The most important thing is that we need, like Elijah, to start the process of getting up and eat, of finding the strength to take little steps to walk forward. When Elijah was at the mountain, which is the biblical setting no, of a place where a person encounters God, he heard God asking him, Elijah, what are you doing here? And God gave Elijah time and space to complain, to speak, to indulge in self-pity. So because Elijah, no, his answer to God, he said, no, have I have always served you, but now look at me. I'm all alone and they are trying to kill me. This happens when we enter into prayer. God never, never gets tired of coming to us and engaging us in a dialogue. What are you doing here? This is the question that he asks each one of us. And tonight, he gives us the time and space to speak from our hearts. He listens to us as he listened to Elijah. Going back to the passage, God knew that Elijah needed that comforting assurance to know that he was not alone. Thus, God revealed himself to Elijah and allowed him to experience his presence. And the last point no, of tonight's input, no, that in the passage, Elijah was told to stand outside the cave, no, to stand on top of the mountain. And there was a strong wind, a powerful earthquake and a fire. God was not in this dramatic, sensational displays. God came to Elijah in a soft whisper of a voice. And in that soft, gentle whisper, Elijah felt the assurance that all would be okay. Tonight, as we read the passage, let us listen to the soft, gentle whisper of God's voice as he tells us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Here in this time and space of prayer, he also feeds us with his word and his love, which offers us the hope and the strength to walk this journey of life. And so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to flash the passage on the screen. You can turn off your video. Don't lock out. You can turn off your video and spend this time, quiet time to pray and reflect on the passage. Read the passage slowly. It's a long passage. Read line by line slowly and just stop at a phrase or a word that struck you most and just stay there and ask God, Lord, what are you trying to tell me in this word, in this phrase? 
and try to listen, allow God to speak to our concrete fear, to our concrete situation now. And we'll come back after 20 minutes. We can turn on our videos then. And for those who want, we can give thanks to God. And then we will end tonight's prayer. Okay, so sorry. Let me... Give me a minute, sorry. <laughs> 